ridiculous already. I mean, make a decision. We're waiting. I don't know whether to rip John Heyman, rip Aaron Judge, and I will rip the Yankees in a second. I mean, this is this is ridiculous. Since about 5.30 this evening, or now yesterday evening as we turn officially to Wednesday, all hell broke loose when John Heyman jumped the gun to report that Judge chose the Giants. You know what happened. It wasn't just the baseball world. I mean, everybody... Texts and tweets and social media and everybody was telling everybody Judge is gone. And then five minutes later, oh no, hold on a second. And now hours later, still nothing. This, of course, after that Time Magazine article where Aaron Judge, you know, said some things that would make the Yankees and their fans uncomfortable as far as, you know, predicting that one day he'd sign with the San Francisco Giants. Just a reminder of where he came from and what that team meant to him. As a kid, not that that's the be-all, end-all, but just a reminder there. Also, another reminder, and this is, you know, we didn't need to be reminded of this, but it was a reminder anyway, that he was ticked off the way that Brian Cashman handled things preseason, letting that offer out there to the public, which I just don't understand. Like, what, what is Cashman thinking? Now, there were reports saying that Cashman and the Yankees let Judge know that they were going to say that, so Judge was saying he was surprised by that. Maybe there was a miscommunication. Either way, it wasn't a good look for the Yankees organization. And here's the bottom line. The Yankees created this mess. Whether Judge decides to leave, whether Judge decides to stay, the Yankees created this mess. And that's where I have the issue. Now, if he leaves, they will pay for their mistake. Not necessarily on the field. And look, there are ways... You can't replace 62 homers with one player. I mean, that's just not going to happen. His offensive production, even Judge himself, will not do what he did a year ago. So either way, there's going to be a drop-off from that production standpoint. Now, if he leaves, he's not there at all. It's going to be a far greater drop-off in production. But there are ways where you can still add some more players. Whether you had a big-time starter in Rodon, whether you had a couple of complimentary bats, whatever it may be. I mean, it's, it's not like there aren't big bats that are still to be had out there. But they're not Aaron Judge. And the bigger issue is going to be off the field, where the fan base is already, already after Hal, after Cashman, and after Boone. And if they let Judge go, or not let Judge go, but if Judge decides to leave them, there's a reason for it. And the reason... Is because the Yankees didn't show him the proper respect from the get-go. And that is the issue. We've talked about it many times about how their offer was disrespectful. Their $213 million offer, I felt it was laughable. This was before the 62 home run MVP year. Then we got the report from Jeff Passan last week about the eight-year $300 million offer that's on the table. And I was like, yeah. So, like, that's where you're starting. That's their offer. Uh, Yet again, insulting. Do they actually want to keep them? I know they're talking the talk, but they're not walking the walk. Talk, talk, talky. Back it up. You knew the Giants' offer was going to be significant, and then yesterday we got word from John Heyman in an unrescinded report that the offer from the Giants was $360 million which is where we figured roughly it would be. Remember, all these people, too, who cover the team or cover baseball, this is their job, cover all, they talk to all these agents, they were like, uh, you know, it should be around 304, maybe 305 million. 
wrong. Use a little common sense, guys. You need some help? I mean, I know they're so far up these agents' rear ends and front office people's rear ends that they can't think for themselves and actually use some common sense. But if little old me, who wasn't very good at math, by the way, like the sequential math stuff, I didn't even get into that. If little old me, who's not good at math and has no sources and doesn't talk to anybody and doesn't talk to any agents or any front office members, how come I can figure out the numbers? But these guys can't. 300, 304. Get the hell out of here with that. You're way off. And then the report comes out 360. Now, the other reports that follow, will the Yankees go up to 340? Will the Yankees be close? Andy Martino of SNY is reporting that he doesn't believe it's going to be a money thing to where the money will be at the very least similar. And it's going to come down to where Judge wants to play. And maybe that's part of the holdup here. Because Judge could have had his decision made for him, which sometimes it's easier that way, right? I mean, think about it. Some of those tough decisions like, oh, I don't know what to do. My life is going to change here. What should I do? Leave for that job? Or do I take this job? Or never make a decision based on money solely, of course. I learned that the hard way. Anytime I've ever made a decision solely based on money, it's the wrong one. But anyway, those decisions sometimes are best made for you. All right, well, I really don't have a choice. Can't take that option. I'm going here. And if the Yankees were offering 310 and the Giants were at 360, he doesn't have a choice. He's going to the Giants. But if the Yankees come up to 350, 355, now he's going to make a difficult decision. Does he leave? Or does he stay? And either way, I don't believe Aaron Judge will be the villain. Now, I'm sure there'll be, just like everything else, it's not all you know the same thing. The Yankee fan base is going to be divided. There'll be some fraction of people that don't blame the Yankees for their significant offer and Judge just wanted to go home. But I do think there's going to be a larger portion of people, Yankee fans, that will look at the organization and say, you guys screwed up yet again. We should have never gotten to this point. Now, in the end, if their offer is similar, they, they can say, look, we offered them this. I don't know what you want us to do. Well, what we wanted you to do was lock them up so we never got to free agency. Since when do you start this practice? One of the best players in the game, if not the best player in the game, you're going to let him test free agency? What's wrong with you? Aren't you the Yankees? You put yourself in a position to get burned. You like playing with fire? You got burned. So it's either going to be that The fact that they actually do get burnt or the fact that they need a little bit of a lesson here and they need a little bit of a wake-up call and Judge dragging us out, making them sweat, putting them through the ringer, maybe that would make that happen to where they say, we dodged a bullet here. We almost lost this guy. We can never let this happen again. Let's start acting like the Yankees again. That's the issue that you have. The fan base isn't stupid. I mean, booing Judge after he hits 62 home runs and wins an MVP a couple games later because he strikes out a few times against the Guardians, that's stupid. But the fan base overall is not stupid. They know what's gone on with the Yankees. They know that it's different from, say, 2009. The last time the Yankees went to a World Series. That's a long time ago now. And the Yankee fan didn't want Cashman back. They didn't want Boone back. They got both those guys back. It's like the Yankee ownership just is not listening. They've been tone deaf, which is fine. You don't have to listen to the fans on every move. However, when you're not winning, it's a problem. 
And when you get swept, oh, well, we made the LCS. Yeah, but you got swept in it. Does it even count that you make it if you don't win a game in it? I don't know. Check the rule book. Oh, you made the LCS. It was just about the injuries. No, it wasn't just about the injuries. It was about your team not being good enough yet again. And the Yankees should never not be good enough because they're the big, mighty Yankees. They tell you that. The big, bad Yankees, how could they not be good enough when other teams are being big spenders? And by the way, we'll get to the Mets in a little bit, and I'm not too happy with them either. I mean, satisfactory so far. And, and geez, nice to hear Billy Epler at least acknowledge that he might need a power bat. I mean, goodness, all I heard was about pitching. But multiple times I've heard the Mets say, well, that might be out of our price range, whether it's Nimmo, whether it's Kodai Senga. I mean, what's up with that? The Mets and Yankees all of a sudden are going to be aware of the money that they're spending, but yet the Phillies, the Rangers, the Dodgers, the Giants are just going to go out there and spend a ton of money. And again, I know that you know the Mets and Yankees have spent prior, which may limit their ability to spend now the way that some of the other teams who don't have as much money on the books can spend. But still, you look at what some of these other teams are doing, I mean, you got to keep up. You got to continue to evolve and get better, which brings us to the final point on Judge. And we've touched on this, you know, now that I, I would assume we're getting down to decision time here, I can't imagine this dragging out much longer. As much as I love to pick on John Heyman, who, by the way, I have no issue with. I mean, he has an issue with me for whatever reason. I have no issue with him. I don't know if I respect him, but I have no issue with him. And usually he's, he's a good reporter. He's not getting that from nowhere. That is not something he's making up. I don't know what happened. I don't know why he had to take it back and why we haven't heard anything since. But generally, a reporter of that caliber, when he's that on most of the time, something was said that was legitimate. But let's just say that Aaron Judge does decide to come back. The report was false, and he, I don't know whether he had a change of heart, however they're going to spin it. Whatever the case may be, Judge comes back to the Yankees. Okay, now what? See, that's where there's an issue here. The Mets were in a similar spot with DeGrom slash Verlander. Okay, yeah, DeGrom left, they got Verlander. Well, okay, well, now what? You're still not as good as you were a year ago where the Phillies have gotten better. Well, the Yankees need to bring back Aaron Judge just to be back to even. Then what? And I guess reports are they're seriously in on Rodon. Okay, well, that's a start. What are they going to do for that lineup? No, Tommy Canley's not getting it done exactly. Oh, wow, look at that difference maker. Tommy Canley coming back for a third time. The Mets and Yankees so far. Now, it's early. I get it. And both teams are very good. But it used to be the New York teams were front and center spending the big bucks. And now there's a legitimate threat that the Yankees might be losing their star to the Giants and the Mets are going to be outbid on Brandon Nimmo or Kodai Senga. Now, look, there's different layers to the Nimmo argument. We'll get into that. But still, to hear the Mets say that he might be pricing himself out from us, I don't know if that's a tactic or not where teams, you know, are going to... The Mets don't want to continue to have the agent drive up the price on Nimmo knowing that they're in. If they pull out, then other teams are like, okay, well, they're out. So this is it. But the Mets and Yankees are not acting like New York teams. We should be having the best of the best. We should be spending on the best. 
Not the Phillies, not the Rangers, not the Giants. It's time to start acting like we're in New York. But the Yankees better make sure. They better hope and pray that they don't get burned by Judge. And they better make sure they never let this type of crap happen again. Because if he goes, there's no one to blame but themselves. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. What will Aaron Judge do? Will he stay? Will he go? Here's what I want. I don't care which way he goes. I want it to happen on this show. I want the news to break, and it is right now only, you know, 920 in San Diego. Which we don't even know if Judge is there yet, right? There were reports about him going, then they were saying he's not going. Who the hell knows what's going on here? Even the people in the know don't know. The Yankees themselves, that's what's the scariest part. The article comes out and all these things are written about it. As far as, you know, what Judge said in that Time Magazine article about what he, when he was younger in high school, I was going to marry Sam, which he did. I'm going to play for the Giants, which he might. Bothered by the Yankees. He's either really making them sweat. Aaron Boone saying it was an uncomfortable hour when that news broke and then unbroke. Cashman saying, I had no idea. Nobody knows what's going on. How the hell do you not know what Aaron Judge is thinking? Nobody knows? Imagine Judge sitting there with his wife or his family thinking, like, isn't this crazy? People are waiting on every move we make. Like, this is nuts. Don't care which way you go, Aaron. Whatever's best for you. I mean, obviously, it'd be nice for him to be back in New York. It becomes a ma- it's a bigger story if he leaves, of course. But getting the chance to watch him every night with the Yankees, that's a fun thing. I just want the story to break now. I'm being selfish. I care about me. I want it to happen over the next four hours or so. Yeah, right, exactly. I won't even go there, Fleegs. 877-337-6666. Joe is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Joe? Yeah, hi, yeah. First time caller. I just wanted to weigh in on the judge matter. Um, lifelong Yankee fan, 67 years old. So last year, last uh, season, I went to six or seven of the games at the end of the season to watch Judge break the record, which I normally wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And they had packed houses. So if you think of ten games, meaningless games, the Orioles, worthless games, they would have drew ten thousand. They had packed houses. Just yeah, but that's because of special people. record. I mean, that's not going to happen every year. Obviously, it hasn't happened since. But how much money do they make in that? Look, I'm a lawyer. This is like the divorce guy saying, "You can't see my books, but it's expensive." But come on, 400,000 people, that's a lot of money. That may be $40 million, and they're crying about four and five. I just think they don't want to do it. I think you need stars, and I think you need young, young kids, and you need that mix like the Astros. So so what are, you, what are you saying? You want the Yankees to get them back or no? Yeah, the Yankees easily can get them back. They're just not showing the books, and they're not, they're not really being straight with the people. I mean, he's just, he, you know, he really drew a lot of fans at the end of that last year. Well, right. The, fa- the, the fans would. A lot more. I don't know if saying the fans will revolt is too strong because the Yankees will do 
you know, they will go out there and spend that money. It's not like they're going to save the money that they were going to spend on them. The question becomes, are, you know, let's just, hey, look, if Judge wants to go to San Francisco, he's going to San Francisco. Maybe the Yankees come up to 380, and Judge is like, you know what? I'd rather go home. We don't know if that's going to be the case. This may be out of the uh, Yankees' hands here, but I do know this. They lowballed him to start this year where they had a chance to lock him up long term. Had they offered him three hundred million before the year, I bet you Judge would have taken it. And he would have sold himself short, but he would have been secure, didn't have to go out there and prove it and have the year that he did. But the Yankees messed around and now they're playing with fire and they they're about to get burnt. Well, I'm a lawyer. Sometimes you have a chance and you blew it, it's gonna pay double. That's the way it goes right. in life. Right. Now they're gonna have to. It's all good for him, you know. Whatever he wants to do, I'm with it. But I think he's great for the club, and I don't think they should be cheap with him. Well, there's no way, and thank you for the call, Joe. Appreciate you checking in. There's no way that they can replace his presence. And it's going to be hard to replace, obviously, his production. Like I said, Judge himself won't replicate his production from a year ago. But there's no way you can justify losing your biggest star. This is the New York Yankees. It should never have even gotten to this point. How are we sitting here on December 7th? Took me a while to scroll through the phone there. I had uh, was deep in the apps on like screen four. Had to get back to the home screen. December 7th. How are we sitting here on December 7th? Jeez, I got to do some Christmas shopping. And we haven't even decorated. Got to get the tree still. December 7th? Oh, my God. Where's the time gone? How are we sitting here on December 7th worried about Aaron Judge leaving the Yankees? This is insane. It's insane. And how about John John Heyman making everybody feel like he already left the Yankees? There was a legit two, three-minute period where it happened, reportedly. It was done. Now, before you could really let it sink in, it was undone somehow. But still, you felt for a moment like, oh, my God, Judge is gone. And then you got hope. And now you're holding on to that hope at the edge of your seat or the edge of your bed or you're staying up waiting to find out what's going on and just nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. But it shouldn't even have come to this. We shouldn't even be in this spot. What are the Yankees doing? They're trying to get too cute, thinking that, oh, you're not worth this much. Think about that for a second. Think about where we are now with Judge being offered reportedly nine years, $360 million, and where the Yankees valued him less than a year ago. Back in March, just a few months ago, seven months ago, or whatever it is. Where are we now? Oh, it was March. Yeah, like nine months ago, eight or nine months ago, give or take. Think of where the Yankees value Judge. And there's no way, by the way, you could tell me that it's just because of the season he had. Teams aren't stupid. They know that they can't expect an MVP year every year and 62 home runs, which hasn't happened since 1961. You can't expect that every year. It's the overall big picture thing. How do the Yankees go from valuing this same player prior to one season 
albeit a historic season, at $213 million. And now, months later, he's at $360 million. You know how? They miscalculated badly. It was a disrespectful offer. That's why Judge didn't take it. And, and by the way, all they had to do was meet in the middle, and he would have taken it. And now they find themselves in trouble. Jimmy's in Levittown. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, Sal. Good morning. Sal, I mean, I, I don't know how much longer they can wait because guys are going to start coming off the books, and we're going to be left with you-know-what in our hands. So, yeah. to me, if you, don't like, if you don't like the offer, Sal, go to San Francisco. You can hit 30 homers and drive a 95 on, on, on a third-place club over there. And move on. I mean, but like, you know, like we're the Yankees. We, we shouldn't let anyone dictate what the hell we're doing. Regardless of what he did. I love the guy. I, I think he's a principal Yankee. And we love him. But like, you know what? If you don't want to stay, like to know, go go into oblivion in San Francisco. Freeze your butt off in the winter. Get dominated by the Dodgers. And, and, and we'll see it in, in 10 years. Agreed. Agreed, Jimmy. Not necessarily about the results of what will happen, but I agree in general, and thank you for the call. I agree in general that nobody, especially the Yankees, nobody should let any player dictate what you do as an organization. I said the same thing for the Mets with DeGrom. I'd say the same thing for the Yankees. They're sitting there waiting. Think of how ridiculous this whole thing is and how ridiculous it sounds that Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone the general manager and manager of the team that he's been on for the last however many years. They have no idea what the guy's going to do. You're letting one player hold you hostage like that? Not me. No, not me. I'm not doing it. I don't care who the player is. I'd say, look, we want you here. It's very simple to me. You guys want to play games? I mean, go play your games. Here's how I run my organization. I'm the New York, and I'm playing the Yankees in this case. I'm the New York Yankees. Aaron, we want you here. Now, the problem is, I wouldn't have screwed up like the Yankees did the first go-around. So I wouldn't have put myself in this spot like they did. But, nonetheless, they're here, so I'll play it out from here. Aaron, you had a monster year. We were wrong. And I apologize for what turned out to be a very disrespectful offer. We want you here. Here's our offer. Now, you got to be coming with a real offer if you're going to play like this. Our offer, nine years, $350 million. Now, I'll have you know that while I do really want you to go out there and test the free agent market, there is a deadline to this deal. And, you know, whatever the date may be, a week, whatever it is that you feel is proper for Judge to go out there and get it. But you say, look, we're going to be here waiting for you when you get back. Just know this is the offer. And it'll be on the table until so-and-so. And now, after you see it drag out, what I would do is place one final call to either judge or his agent and say, Aaron, tonight's the night, buddy. Decision time. I'm not trying to rush you here, but our offer comes off the table at midnight. Take it or leave it. That's what I would do. And you know what? Maybe you'd lose some players with that. Maybe they get rubbed the wrong way and they want to go elsewhere. Well, guess what? Then they lost out on my offer and I'm on to bigger and better. I would have done the same thing with DeGrom. I'm not waiting around on these guys. I'm not letting them hold an entire organization hostage like that. No freaking way. I dictate things. Not you. I dictate things. You don't like it? Go somewhere else.
I'll get somebody else in here who does want to show me the respect and sign the offer or, you know, give me a reasonable time with the with their decision, a reasonable time frame to make their decision on said offer. You can't just be sitting there like the Yankees, twiddling your thumbs, tapping the table. <sighs> What's he going to do? Oh, oh, he's coming to the meetings? I didn't know he was coming to the meetings. <laughs> Matter of fact, that's so disrespectful that the Yankees have been kept in the dark this whole time. I'd be ticked off. I wouldn't be scared. I'd be ticked off. I mean, say, oh, yeah? You want to go to the Giants? Well, now you can't come back to the Yankees. Now you just can't leave. 877-337-6666. Chris is in Manhattan. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. It's been a while. Man, do I love your show. Um, listen, I love what you've been saying about the Mets. I got two things on the Mets, man. First thing is, I think a lot of people are missing something that I know you've been speaking about. Like, people talk about, like, re-signing Nimmo and all these people, and obviously we re-signed Diaz. But even if the Mets re-signed every one of their free agents and put them in there... That's still not enough. That didn't win. Agreed. We need more. Agreed. It's got to be additive. By right? the way, by the way, especially when you look at what Philadelphia has done. Right. Look at you know, look at a team like the Giants who already signed Hanniger and they're clearly going to try to get better with or without Aaron Judge. They're going to be making moves like other teams right. are going to they're improve. Loading up. Yeah, you can't and, just and, be and stagnant this. and come back with the same thing and hope that it's right. going to be better. No, and everyone's a year old, right? And if the Phillies are loading up on offense, they're already ahead of the Mets on offense. So we got a lot of catch up to do. I mean, I'm hopeful they're going to do it, but I think people need to realize just regaining the team back, which of course then will up the salary, doesn't get it done. There needs to be more inventive well, ways and new people. Look, let me ask it this way to you, Chris. If I yeah. ask you right now, how would you rank the Braves, Mets, Phillies in the National League East as of right now? What would be your answer? <sighs> Dude, I hate to say it. I think I'd have to put the Mets third. Yeah, of course you do. And I hate to say yeah. it too, but it's the reality. The Phillies yeah. the Phillies went to the freaking World Series, and they've gotten better. The Braves have won the division how many years in a row? Now, they may be a yeah. little bit worse, but you can't say that the Mets are going to be better than them because they're basically the same teams right now. And the Mets uh, you know, were not as good as Atlanta last year, as much as I hate to admit that. As of right now, you're right. And listen, just two, one thing real quick on DeGrom. Listen, you know, to me, first off, I, I, I have a little mini theory. I'll tell you quickly. I, I think DeGrom is afraid to pitch the contact. And I honestly think that that contract, like, I, I think, he, you know, he's a victim of his own ability. He's not one of those pitchers that, like, feels comfortable pitching the contact. And we saw at the end of that and end of last season, people can hit him hard. And I think unless he figures out a way when I don't strike someone out that it's okay for people to hit the ball – He's going to decline. And that contract could end up looking like a Kevin Brown contract. And to me, Sal, what really got me angry about DeGrom, and I always liked him, of course, how can he not, was not just saying about the opt-out. I respect that someone doesn't want to opt-out. But to say it when you're on the DL and haven't pitched in a month and don't know if you're going to pitch in months, is disrespectful to the fans. That was a bogus move. That was the, I didn't be- have any respect for that. that was the beginning of the end, Chris, and as always, good to hear from you. Appreciate you checking in. That was the beginning of the end for DeGrom. We, nobody wanted to believe the reality or the signs that they were seeing, but that was, I mean, the most telltale sign there is. The way he said it, the way he kept doubling down for a guy who wasn't pitched to say that I'm opting out was like, whoa. It just was never going to happen here. DeGrom, for whatever reason, didn't like it. The Mets didn't like that he didn't like it. Then they didn't want him at a certain 
time frame, you know, a certain uh, length and deal. Five years, uh, obviously, for the 185 total. It's sad. It's frustrating. But it's reality. And the Mets moved on. Now it's time to move on and actually make the club better. The Mets need a real lineup. Simple as that. That's what they need. They need another power bat. Now, I'm all for waiting for Shohei Otani. But there's a chance that they... And, and by the way, if the Yankees don't get Aaron Judge, I mean, the Yankees are going to be, you would think, front and center for Shohei Otani. And now the Mets are going to be at a disadvantage there. Whether they have Billy Epler or not, who obviously was familiar with Otani from his days with the Angels, but the Yankees are the Yankees. And as far as a national brand, there's no way to compare the two. I mean, you're talking about the New York Yankees. So if Otani's going to want to play in New York and he has a chance to play for both, I mean, you would you would think maybe he'd want to put on the pinstripes. I know things have changed with the Mets, but not to that level. But when you talk about a team being as widely known across the you know, the world, like the you know it's the Yankees. Tom is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Tom? Hey, Sal. What's going on? So, you take from the front office side of the Yankees, but I mean, you're not just signing a good outfielder coming off a great year. You're signing your future captain, the foundation of the the main building block of these kids coming up. You know, like we didn't make any moves at the trade deadline. We, we released Oswaldo into the lineup, and, and, you know, we said we're going to keep the kids. We're going to rely on the kids getting good. You need judges and captain for however many years he wants, whatever, to build up this team with controllable uh, contracts with good kids in the farm system. Well, I'm not worried about the captaincy. I do think, though, what you are bringing up about the young kids, you want that veteran-proven guy to be that leader in that clubhouse, whether he's the, officially the captain or not, you want him to be the stable force that helps bring all these youngsters along. I don't think there's any question about it. That's invaluable. I, you know what? And I think another piece of it, too, it's like with the front office is getting what they gave him. I mean, not only did they, did they lowball him on an offer, put it out there for whatever reason, they took him to arbitration. You know? It's, it's like they could have given him the extra three mil that they thought about and ended up splitting the baby anyway, you know? Right. So I, I, he's just, yeah, he's holding their feet to the fire. He's enjoying being the prettiest girl at the bar. His face is on magazines. Everybody's talking about him. Let him enjoy it. It, it. it feels like he's given them their medicine, and he will ultimately take the captain spot for the Yankees and, and be the highest paid player, you know. I said yesterday, Tom, that I did feel like he was dragging this thing out, making the Yankees sweat, putting them through the ringer here, and ultimately would go back to them. However, I mean, you have to believe where there's smoke, there's fire. And that report yesterday from Heyman wouldn't come out of nowhere. It makes me think, and then you throw in the Time magazine, I guess it makes me think that it's more of a shot that he leaves than I initially thought. I I have no idea. It's stupid to make a prediction because I legitimately have zero clue. Nobody knows what he's going to do. Hard, though, to ultimately believe that he leaves the Yankees. I would still be, even after the report yesterday, I'd still be shocked if he left the Yankees. I agree with you. And if he does go, like you mentioned, the Otani thing, that's going to be a war. The Mets and their big bank versus the Yankees. And I, I just prefer having the debate that Aaron Judge is a better player than Otani. I don't want to buy an Otani jersey. I want Judge, man. Yeah. I already got it. Yeah. Right, well, he's your guy. I mean, that's the thing. He's, he's your guy. And thank you for the call, Tom. 
There shouldn't be a Yankee fan anywhere that doesn't want Aaron Judge back. I don't care what the money is. It's not your money. What do, what do you care? And it shouldn't prevent the team from going out there. I mean, this is the Yankees. It shouldn't prevent them from going out there and getting Rodon or getting somebody else. I mean, the Yankees should have an offseason where they bring back Judge and obviously Rizzo, which is already done. Go get Rodon. You know, they added to the bullpen already with Canely and maybe add one other bat. Well, I mean, not maybe. They will add one other bat for left field. Whether it's Benintendi, whether it's Nimmo. I think that would be a solid offseason. They'd add to that lineup. You know, because remember, bringing back Benintendi, would you now have him for a full season where they didn't have that at all last year and even got hurt, obviously, as you know that. So they would be upgrading that. And you'd hope that whether it's health with LeMayhew, whether it is the young guys, Peraza, Volpe eventually, how those guys can help out. Bader a full year in center field. You can argue that the Yankee lineup will be at least slightly improved. Now, remember, judges' numbers you expect to come down, just law of averages. But they should be improved. Rodon, game changer. Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon, that's a game changer. And then obviously Cortez and Severino, even if you have a little fall off from Cortez, you'd still be good to go. Yankees are in good shape in that uh, case. It can't just be Judge, though, and Benintendi, and that's it. Judge, Benintendi, Rodon, that's an offseason. Now, if they lose Judge, uh-oh. But, yeah, I mean, the, of course you want Judge back, even if it means no Otani or potentially no Juan Soto years down the road, a couple years from now. That's your guy. He's already had success here. There's nothing to not like about Aaron Judge. I don't even care about the postseason issue where people are going to say, oh, he stinks in the postseason. That's not accurate either. It's just such a smaller sample size that whatever you do is going to be magnified. The one thing that we know, Judge, him and his baby bombers, him and his Yankees, they have not been good enough to get over the hump. So something's got to change in the postseason at some point. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't give him whatever he wants because he's invaluable to the Yankees and their fans, especially at a time where the Yankee fans are starting to, if not already, are fed up with the organization. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. With Aaron Judge as we wait. I mean, once it gets to, what do you think, Fleegs, is the cutoff time that we would have breaking news tonight? Remember, you know, obviously with West Coast time there, we're approaching 10 o'clock West Coast time. Yeah, that's the problem. Because it's West Coast, it's late. I remember I was here, the last winter meetings were in 2019, like the last time they actually had these. And they were out somewhere on the West Coast. And Tony was working. I remember Harris was here. I was here. And we got the breaking news around like 2 a.m., maybe even a little bit later that Familia was re-signing with the Mets on a three-year deal. We had the Como on live from L.A. I'm pretty hmm. sure it was L.A. 
But in West Coast, I mean, I've been to the winter meetings. People stay up. You sleep for like two hours, maybe four to six a.m. So like, so like three a.m. You think realistically, once we get to three, nothing's gonna happen? Because I do think, uh, still think stuff could pop. I think off it's here. unlikely, but anything before three a.m. our time is in play, and after that, it's unlikely, but still but not possible. possible. Okay, all right, that's fair enough. That gives a couple hours here to play with. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Linda calling from Forest Hills. Good morning, Linda. How are you? Good morning, Sal. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, I wish I could say the same for the Mets. Well, I mean, they, you know, again, it's not the end of the world, Linda. What's your issue with them now? What are you, what are you upset with? Um, dominoes are falling, Sal. Um, and as we wait for Aaron Judge to decide where he's going, the Yankees may well pivot to Nimmo and... Um, you know, even if the Mets brought Nimmo back, they'd still have the same lineup that they had that failed last year, including the kids, Alvarez, Beatty, and Vientos. So um, I'm just I'm just wondering here, what is Billy Epler doing? Because every time I look at him and every time I hear him, I just think of Brian Cashman, who thinks he's smarter than he is, and... That's just how I see Epler. Well, well, here's the report, too, from the, from uh, John Heyman. And this one, again, I don't think has been retracted. But if the Mets <laughs> if the Mets don't re-sign Nimmo, if Nimmo leaves, the Mets are going to be interested in Kevin Kiermaier. Would that do anything for you, Linda? No. Well, Kiermaier, <laughs> he's, a, he's a good, I mean, he's a good uh, solid player. And he's not going to hit for a lot of average. He's not going to be anywhere near the offensive player that Nimmo is. But he's an excellent center fielder. And the type of guy that's been on winning teams with the Rays in the postseason, I actually like that move. And then what you need to do is get a power bat. Now, the question is, where are you putting that power bat? Well, that's what I'm saying because – sorry. Sorry for interrupting. That's what I'm saying because um, look at it it this way. The way the lineup shaped out this past season, they were station to station. They had to move runners over because look at a guy like Vogelbach, for instance. He would take walks, but he would more likely than not be left on base because they wouldn't get him in. Now, you have a guy like Pete Alonso. Because it takes a home run to get him in, Vogelback. uh, uh, Well, of course. Of course not. But I'm just saying, you have a guy like Pete Alonso who puts so much pressure on himself to be that guy to hit a home run, you know, you know, that's him, a good point. Maybe, they they need somebody. They need somebody else anyway. They need an impact power bat in that lineup, but in part to take some of the pressure off of Alonzo yes. and Lindor. It's a good point, Linda. Yes, I mean, how many t- we've seen him get frustrated and break his back every time he failed to come through. He needs some protection in that lineup, Sal. And I just don't. I I really I really do not trust Epler. I really do not trust Epler here. What are they doing? Well, Epler did mention, and thank you for the call, uh, Linda. We appreciate you checking in. Epler did mention yesterday that the Mets are aware that they need to, I don't know if it's exact where Marco played the cup before. I don't know if he said upgrade the lineup, but they're always looking to figure out a way where you know they can improve uh, in their lineup as well. So, I mean, it's not like it's lost on him. The question is where would they then upgrade? And if they're out on Nimmo... Because the market for Nimmo is getting too expensive. And the answer should be not that he's getting too expensive, that he's getting to a point where we don't like him as a good value. 
That would be the answer. Not that we can't afford because the Mets should be able to afford anybody. So if they say, oh, we can't, you know, Sanga's, they even said the same thing about Kodai Sanga. His market may be getting too expensive. What? I want the Mets right now, to me, to finish off this season, uh, off season. They need Kodai Sanga, and then I'm good with the starters. Um, Boy, this is where it gets tough. I'd take Kiermaier and a... I mean, I, I want a power bat. I don't know if leagues, if Mancini would be that guy. What are the other options? Like, what are we looking at? Because it's not going to be Carlos Correa. And by the way, Correa would be my dream bat for them. However, that would then take you out of Shohei. So the the Mets, they need to upgrade their lineup without taking themselves out of the possibility of Shohei, right? I mean, I think that's the balance here that we're looking at. So... It's not going to, you know, Josh Bell left. He went to the Guardians. It's not going to be a long-term power bat guy. But let's assume, and if Nimmo comes back, I still think they need another bat. That's why I'd almost be better off with Nimmo leaving. Because if Nimmo's there, they're not going to be able to get a real bat anyway. If Nimmo leaves, they could replace him in center with a real center fielder with Kiermaier. Bat him ninth in the order. You don't worry about the offense. You just let him go play great defense. Maybe come up with a couple of clutch hits, whatever it may be. Then you have to go get another bat somewhere else, and you can make Canna the fourth outfielder because the infield's pretty much set with Escobar or Beatty, Lindor, McNeil, Alonzo. You know, Marte in right, Kiermaier in center in this particular case. You'd have Canna, and then I want another outfielder. See, Mancini might be a decent addition for them, but not in that mold. And look, Hanniger was the guy. I don't know if we talked about this yesterday. I know we brought him, him up, but not to pair with Kiermaier, but that would have been the guy, and obviously he's off the board now, goes to the Giants. There are ways to do it. Maybe there are guys out there that you could trade for. A veteran bat that could be traded for, that can hit with some pop. Well, this is Epler's job, not mine. Epler's got to do it. Go figure it out. But what they can't do is bring back the same lineup and expect it to be much different than what it was last year. And even though the numbers say that the Mets were a good offensive team, I think Linda brings up an excellent point about the pressure that's on Alonzo and Lindor to deliver because they don't have that true five hitter. It was supposed to be Robinson Cano. It wasn't. It could have been J.D. Davis or Dom Smith. It wasn't. Then it was supposed to be Vogelback or Ruff. It wasn't. That's really where they need the power from. Here, here's where, what it boils down to. They need a power bat either in a corner outfield spot or at the DH position. Lou is calling from Astoria. What's up, Lou? Hey, what's going on, big guy? How are you, Lou? I'm okay. Listen, uh, last call, I disagree with her. I think that the match would have gone further if the injury to Stanley Marte didn't happen at the end of the, the season. We needed one more game to win the division. Like I've been saying to everybody, yeah, people don't understand that. I know that, hey, injury is part of the game. But I would have made a big difference. I mean, if Philadelphia beats freaking uh, the Astros, I mean, with, with, with Scherzer and, and the ground going against them, I think that we, they would have had a chance to advance. Anyway, stop. Trey Turner took took away $52 million. To Unbelievable. Go to Right, he, okay. he turned down San Diego to go to Philly. Who does that? Can you can you imagine? Can you imagine a beautiful? I mean, you're talking about going to Texas. Right? I was stationed there when I was in the army. That's for sure. I mean, that's where the Grom is going. 
when you see smoke coming out of the ground, that's how hot it is. I don't understand the decision that. But anyway, let me go about George. This is this is why I think that George is is gone because you know what, George. If I was George, I would have went to the ownership, Steinbrenner, and tell him, listen, this guy embarrassed me. The GM embarrassed me. If you hire him back, okay, I'm not coming back. If you do fire him, get rid of him. I promise you that's the only way I come back. So you know what? George is gone, my friend. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even well, if you, he, he didn't even say if, that. I mean, you don't know that he said that. And by the way, if he did say that, and I'm the Yankees, yeah, I, I tell him, look, Aaron, take a hike. I'm not, who are you? Between him and the GM, so this animosity right now. He can't stand the guy, okay? Well, gotta, you, don't know, you don't know before. about that. I mean, you, you could assume that. I mean, you know what? The guy, the guy embarrassed him with that contract. I mean, I mean, he did it to to Derek Jeter, but Derek Jeter had had no backup like uh, this guy. Uh, maybe, maybe mean, he doesn't like him. But if you're the Yankees organization, you can't let Aaron Judge or any player push you around like that. You can't say, "Oh, if he's if he's here, I'm gone." I'm like, "All right, well, then listen, see you later." Listen, it, he, he, so he's the man. I guarantee you that if he doesn't become, I mean, I, I'm I'm really I'm a Yankee fan, but I'm fighting for my son. Which has so many freaking T-shirts or Aaron Judge, I just feel like it's going to be a riot. I hope it doesn't get too too extremely bad. If this guy is let go, but I think oh, it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a riot, Lou. And thank you for the call. I mean, I don't think we're actually going to see a literal riot. Fans are going to call the station. They're going to be upset. They're going to tweet nasty and hateful things. I mean, they do that anyway. But they're going to really tweet nasty and hateful things. Toward the Yankees, they're going to say things about Cashman, about Boone, about Hal. They've been saying it anyway. But if and when they do lose Aaron Judge, it's going to get ugly. Now, it's not like they're going to be turning over cars and, and looting stores down the the streets of Manhattan or in the Bronx. I mean, I don't think. Do you think that, Marco? Uh, no, I don't. I don't right, think we're not we, getting I to that point. I don't think we're getting there. Yeah, no. Just a hunch. What, did you, what was your reaction today when you found out about the Heyman tweet? Did you, like, see it in real time? Did you get it afterward? What was your deal with that? Uh, I got both of them at the same time, so I had, didn't have that six minutes of – Thinking he was gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they both kind of popped up at the timeline at the same time for me. So yeah. I, I thought he was gone, and then I realized he wasn't gone. So it was kind of like two seconds as opposed to six minutes. Right. I had it like we, we were getting into the SOI newsroom, and at first it's like, dude, make sure it's not right, right, fake. Right. Like everybody's going over that. And then they're checking, like, no, it's John Heyman. And then I went immediately to my Uncle John, who was the biggest you-know-what busting Yankee fan that's out there. Mm-hmm. Judge gone. I couldn't wait to couldn't wait to tell him. Him and his son, my my cousin, oh. couldn't wait to tell him. Oh, get out of here, bro! And you know, and he's just texting me back. Then he's he's texting me immediately. Oh, they didn't need him anyway. Screw him. Stan's gonna have a monster year. Yeah, t- <laughs> exactly. Oh, the pivot is so quick. Isn't T- it? Typical. Oh, he sucks anyway. He's gonna he's gonna get hurt in San Francisco. Just so you watch. Stan's gonna hit fifty homers this year anyway. Three minutes later. Oh, it's fake news, bro. <laughs> <laughs> My uncle John who used to go to games and heckle Jesse Barfield and call him Jesse Barfbag in right field. <laughs> that's who raised. That's who. That's who raised me. Oh, on that's sports. tremendous. Uh, and then he wonder why I grew up hating the Yankees. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. We'll have more with Marco a little bit later. Get into Fleegs, uh as well. Get their thoughts on it. Where they were with this. It's just a wild. I mean, come on. It was just a wild thing to have happen. And then, uh, you know, have it taken away like that. And now we're sitting here hours later waiting. At the very least, you thought, okay, well, maybe he jumped the gun a little bit. But something's got to be coming soon, no? No? I mean, it's going to be going into tomorrow. It's already Wednesday now.